Guys, we have a code red. You mean code red the hospital emergency alert, code red the computer worm, or code red the cherry flavored soft drink from the makers of Mountain Dew? <laughs> I was going over the schematics on my zero-g toilet, and I made a teeny tiny mistake on the specifications for the diverter valve. How teeny tiny? It's gonna fail after about ten plushes. <laughs> but the mission is for six months. Yeah, see, that's the code red. It's kind of like a jack-in-the-box. No one knows exactly when, but at some point, something way worse than a puppet is gonna pop out of that box. <laughs> Have you notified NASA? No. Are you crazy? What am I going to say? I screwed up your toilet and pretty soon there's going to be crap floating all over your nice, shiny space station? So what are you going to do? I'm going to figure out how to fix it. Then I'll tell them. So what do you need us for? He can't figure out how to fix it. Hey, you said you were going to be supportive. I'm trying, but you have to admit this is pretty damn funny. Our whole universe was in a State that nearly 14 million years ago expansion started. Wait, the earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall. We built the pyramids, math, science, history, unraveling the mystery. It all started with a big bang. Hey everybody, welcome back to PMS, the Perpetual Motion Squad, a Big Bang Theory fan podcast. We're your hosts, married couple cat and paul who are big bang super fans and just can't get enough of all things big bang big bang super nerds we can go all night baby yeah we can go for the wee small hours of 8 45 although we have been big people we do watch movies sometimes till 10 p.m although last night i was exhausted after a very long three days yeah we were dribbling and drooling in bed about about 8 45 <laughs> I was tired last night. <laughs> we are tired peoples. You okay, know. but you know what? I don't think they care. They might. They... There might be some wonderful people out there that are worried about our, our bedtimes. I think it's more likely that they're like, okay, so enough of that. What episode are you talking about today? Well, well okay. we are actually talking about season, season two, two, episode ep- 22. The classified materials turbulence. And I Thank have you. to admit, this is not one of my favorite episodes. Really? I think, I, no. I think, oh. uh, although that said, I probably laugh and giggle more in this episode than I do in almost any other episode. Because? <laughs> because <laughs> of what reason? Sound, it makes me sound like a seven-year-old boy. No, go ahead. Because it's all about poop humor. <laughs> you can never poop go jokes. wrong with poop humor. And it, like I said, it's, it's like it makes you, you sound like a seven-year-old boy. Because all they want to do is do fart humor and, and poop humor, but it honestly keeps getting funnier as the episode goes on. It's just one of those things you cannot get, you need to have poop humor in life. You know, sometimes it's just, and this one, it's just funny. This episode really does. I mean, I, I do like this episode. I like this episode a lot more than last week's. Yeah. Even though, as I said, last week's episode, you could see the relationship between Sheldon and Penny getting a little bit deeper. Yep. Um, but this one, you know, it really does. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, this is a great one because it is, it really does. It's, it centers around poop humor. Yeah. <laughs> So really, there is a seven-year-old boy in all of us. I used to yeah, be a seven-year-old so. boy until I sneezed and became uh, old. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you cannot go go. You past... really can't. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. So now this episode opens up where we are at the at the uh, comic book store, and as we're seeing, the boys are just standing there looking for comics, and of course, this is. Um, a situation where Leonard, uh, sorry, not Leonard, um, Stuart opens up a new box of uh, comic books and you hear Sheldon go, do you smell that? <gasps> new comic books. Oh. Yeah. 
before we jump in, yes, I just want I, I have a really fun little piece of trivia. Okay. So when Sheldon says, oh, the smell of new comic books. And the box that Stuart is removing said new comics from in the background of the opening scene actually is an authentic diamond distributor shipping box. And up until the post-pandemic reorganization of the comics industry in the, in mid-2020, Diamond was the exclusive distributor for all major comic companies. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I just thought that was kind of fun. That's really cool. I like that one. I like those little little nuggets that you get with um with the Big Bang Theory. Me too. So of course, you know, we're just yeah, you know, they're just talking backwards and forwards about uh, certain things and, and we we actually come to realise or come to find out, I should say, that um that uh, Stuart is going to have a second date with Penny and goes to to Leonard and says, Listen, you know, this is my second date with, with Penny and uh I was just wondering if you've got any advice. And he goes, well, uh, yeah, well, kind of, and but really doesn't go, you know, into great detail. And so, as he's talking backwards and forwards, um, before this all, well, happened, he's like, well, let me get back to you on that. Well, actually, yeah, but before this actually happened, when they were when uh, Stuart was was, and Stuart is really nice. He pulled the brand new, uh, bad new, oh yeah, Hellboy comic for for um, Sheldon. Sheldon, but walks over and goes to Sheldon. Oh, you know, here's the new um, Hellboy comic. It's mind blowing, and he and course Sheldon goes, "Excuse me, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert!" And he he's goes, like, "Well, I didn't, I didn't spoil anything." And he's like, "No, you told me it was mind blowing. Now I'm going in with my mind already blown, and it can't be reblown." Yeah. So it's like, okay. So of course, this is when they, when uh, when Leonard and uh, Stuart do, do talk backwards and forwards about the fact that there's a date coming up. So he does. So Stuart does say to you know he just wants some advice because you know he just it didn't go well last time and he wants to find out and he goes you know oh and also you know well, what do I do and he goes well you know maybe it didn't go well last time but maybe just don't worry about it and move on and he goes well yeah. I, I can't really do that. And of course, Leonard's like, why, why the hell not? And he goes, because we're having a date tonight. So I just want to find out what would, what should I do? What shouldn't I do? You know? And uh, so really Leonard is trying in a roundabout certain way to get rid of Stuart without getting rid of Stuart. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want the competition, which is understandable because Leonard wants Penny all to it, to all to himself, you know, yeah. But he doesn't know how to stop all these marauding men coming into Penny's life to try and steal her heart. So as they're talking backwards and forwards, Leonard uh, Sheldon comes over to Leonard uh, to Stuart and says, "Oh, have you seen Ed read this episode? This uh, comic book? There's some comic book that he was saying." He goes, um, "It was a Flash comic. A Flash comic book. Yeah." And he goes, "No, I haven't." He goes, "Well, it was knock your socks off. Good luck getting them back on." And it's like, "Oh, okay, whatever." Yeah, fair enough. So it really, you know, as Howard says, you know, you want to make sure that, you know. Well, no, then I, then, I think the way that then it, it, Stuart it's... walks away and Howard, because Leonard's like, you know what, let me think about it and get back to you. And he's like, oh, okay. And he walks So you call me and he goes, yeah, well, I'll call you or, or you, you call, call me, me or, or nobody, nobody calls, calls anyone. anybody. And Howard looks at him. He says, why don't you just tell him to what you've been doing with Penny for the last two years? He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that that way he's not. But he doesn't want because this the whole thing is that Leonard doesn't want to jeopardize what he's got with Penny. He doesn't want any other uh, any other person to have her, but he doesn't want to jeopardize. He doesn't want to make it uh, seem to be that he's trying to deliberately sabotage um, 
you know, Stuart. Yeah. And and yeah. I understand that. You know, he he's just trying to work out what the hell I'm going to do without you know going through this. So, you know, we we really see that there is a bit of a drama going on. So now we go into the um, cafeteria of the university, and the phone's ringing because Sheldon and Leonard are actually sitting there having having Leonard's lunch. phone is ringing. Leonard's phone's ringing, and of course. He picks up the phone. He looks at the phone. And he goes, oh, it's Stuart. Stuart. And he puts it into his phone. And he goes, well, why aren't you answering? He puts it, it he into goes, his phone? Puts it into his pocket. And he says, I don't want to talk to him because he wants to talk about Penny. And he's like, oh, well, how would you know that? He goes, it could be right now that the comic book's on fire. Which you know, is the a comic book stores on fire. of a future episode. It is. You know, there could be some catastrophic situation that, you know, you don't know about. So you need to answer your answer the phone. And, of course, he's just not answering the phone. And he's like, answer the phone, Leonard. And Sheldon starts twitching. Yeah. And, of course, it stops ringing and you hear, it goes through to, to voicemail. And he goes, see, it went through to voicemail. So he goes, okay, so you have to check your message, Leonard. And he goes, no. Yeah. And he goes, leaving the message is one half of the social contract. Basically to say, you know, they've they've left the message, so you need to complete you have the trans- to listen to it. If I listen to it, and he goes, well, no, because if the contract breaks down, then all social contracts break down, and we have anarchy. And this is when Leonard goes, it must be hell inside your head. And he goes, at times, yes. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, unfortunately, Howard breaks into the conversation with an issue of his own. The bad news is the like, waste. Gentlemen, we have a red alert. Code red. Code red. red. Red alert, that's right. Yeah, code red. And he goes, well, code red the... Um, there was a whole series of things like yeah, well, there's a hospital the code, emergency. The code red, the hospital emergency, code red, the something else, or code red, the drink made by the people who make Mountain Dew. Yeah. And he goes, no, basically what it is, is that the waste disposal system on the space station, which he actually helped build, um, is going to, will stop functioning after 10 flushes. After and he about, goes, yeah. and of course this is when. I made Sheldon a slight goes, miscalculation. Yeah, and Sheldon goes, but it was for six months. The the mission's for six months. And he goes, yeah, well, there's going to be the way code red. Yeah, there's going to be way more things floating around that space station than what you think. And he goes, so we need to figure out. So he, he's like, well, so what do you need us to do? And Raj goes, because he doesn't know how to fix it. Well, he's like, so, well, what are you going to do? He's like, well, I'm going to figure out how to fix it and then tell them to do it. So, where, so why do you need us? And Raj is like, well, because he can't figure out how to fix it. <laughs> yeah. So Howard brings the waste disposal system into the into the guys' apartments with all of the onboard material and the, the astronauts can fix it. And I think that's actually a good idea. He said, this is the, the exact replica of it, and this is everything they've got on the space station. We now, need to figure out how to do this to, try, to stop it from failing. And this scene where they're trying to solve Howard's defective waste disposal system with spare parts that are also available to the crew on the International Space Station actually spoofs a similar scene you may recall from Apollo, the film Apollo 13 in 1995, in which the NASA technology tech techs on Earth use objects also available to the Apollo 13 crew in an attempt to fix their failing carbon dioxide filtering system. This episode also has a scene where an astronaut at the end, when an astronaut calls to Houston to announce a little situation, which is an analogous to the famous Houston, we have a problem line from Apollo 13. Nice. Yeah, I thought when I saw this this episode that there was some sort of like um, there was something that was you familiar. know familiar with that. Yeah. So yeah, I like that one. Um, and of course, he says, you know, we just need to prevent the uh, the waste from hitting the spinning turbines. And if you and if you and think so that, Leonard's like, oh, you mean to keep it from hitting the fan? Yeah. 
<laughs> and of course, Sheldon, Sheldon goes, well, I can't believe that the toilet humor, the toilet humor gets more funny, you know, and it's, apparently it, there's it really no, no diminishing returns on, on poop humor. Poop humor. <laughs> <laughs> and it really is. So of course, you know, we're, we're in there in the apartment and the, there's a knock on the door and Leonard opens it and there is Stuart. And he really needs some advice to make the date go well because today is the date. And he goes, I'm sorry, we haven't been being able to connect by phone. He goes, yeah, it's broken or email. Yeah, that was broken. Everything's, Everything's broken. broken. You know, so he goes, so what What should I do? And he goes, and of course, Leonard's like, okay, um, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I'd say the most important thing to do with Penny is to go slow, like glacial. You know, guys hit on Penny all the time, so you need to set yourself apart. Be a little shy. Don't take, don't make too much eye contact. Treat her with like, you know, cool detachment and you know, fear. Like if you touch her, she'll break. And of course, she'll and of course, Stuart's and of like, course, wow, that's right, in my wheelhouse. My wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the guys are half repulsed and half impressed by Leonard's sneaky plot, and he contends he didn't give him bad advice. He just didn't give him any, you know, helpful advice. Good advice either. <laughs> And I like how um, Sheldon goes, for what it's worth, my mum, my mother says that when we deceive for personal gain, we make Jesus cry, which is really interesting because I said to you, he doesn't believe in Jesus. That's irrelevant because he's trying to make the guys feel bad. No, I understand that. But that's something that if you were, if you believed in Jesus, you know, you wouldn't. He didn't say that he believed it. He just said we know, we, his but, mother says. But we know. Yeah, I know. But we know that Sheldon doesn't believe You're it. making way too much out of that. Yeah, I know. So um, the guys are trying to pull an all night, all nighter, trying to fix the space toilet. And unfortunately, between Leonard, you know, being very upset about the mistakes he's made, about giving the guy, you know, poor old uh, Stuart the, the wrong advice, and Sheldon's solution not being stable enough for the rest, Russian the Russian astronauts for their potato based diet, which is really interesting because, as, as I said to you, they're all eating the same food. So regardless of whether you're stuck on the space station for six months, you're all pooping the same. So yeah. So it doesn't mean that just because there's yeah. Russian people on the on the space station, they're going to be pooping any different than you are. But yeah, but what? But as you said, after ten flushes, yeah. it's going to fail. So well, regardless so, of whatever there is, it's so going to fail. So they make some adjustments to it, and he brought some of his mother's meatloaf to try it out with. Which so, so he cuts off a small piece of it. They put it in there and test of the Wallowitz uh, zero gravity waste disposal unit in three, two, one, and he hits the button, and it goes flying out and sticks <laughs> to the ceiling. And of course, they all the boys are looking at it, and they go, "What do you think the problem is?" And Howard goes, "Not, Not enough, enough breadcrumbs." Bread <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So now the following day comes up, and Leonard goes to Penny's apartment to see if he can come clean with what he says, and he engages in a conversation with Penny and asks her about her date. And she is well. First, quite... he's like, "I'm making a coffee run. Do you want some?" She's like, and "Oh, she goes, oh ah. that's so sweet." He's like, "Great. How'd it go with Stuart last night?" And she goes, <laughs> "I really don't want to talk about it." And he he starts pressuring her to to tell him what it what happened. She goes, "Listen, whatever whatever happens between myself and Stuart is none of your business." Mm-hmm. And so, and of course, and also, Raj had said that in the next life, because um, Leonard has actually lied that he's going to come back the next life as a banana slug. slug. So we see that as the door is slammed in his face, he turns to the, to his apartment door and there's, um, Raj Raj. sitting there going, well, if you want to clean up your karma, go get my friggin' latte. (laughs) So, you know, we obviously realize that he has gone, you know, to go and do that. 
So the guys are still trying to fix the, sp- the space toilet minus Leonard because he's been permitted to go to the comic book store because he really needs to he really needs to talk to Stuart about what the hell happened. So well, well, I love Howard's line in this and and because he's like, I'm going to the comic book store and all the guys are like, great, I can use a break. And Howard's like, you can go after we figure this out. And they're like, well, then why does Leonard let- get to go? He says, because he's being such a girl about it. And if I don't if I have to listen to this one more time, I'm going to kick him in his ovaries. And of course, I love Leonard's go th- saying, "Thanks for having my back, Howard." And he goes, uh, yeah, no, say, "Thanks, Howard." And he goes, "Yep, I got your back, sister." Yeah. <laughs> so Leonard does arrive at the comic book store, and um, he goes to apologize to Stuart, and he says, "No, no, 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 no." He said, "You know, you gave me some really great advice, and you know, two bottles of wine later, and we were." I didn't you know, say anything about giving you wine. Yeah, and giving you know, wine. And of course, they were making out, and it was really hot and heavy, and everything was going really well, and. And I said, oh, Penny, and right where she was supposed to say, oh, Stuart, she said, your name. Your name. And he's like, oh. And he's like, Leonard? And he's like, well, that is That's your name. your name, isn't it? And he goes, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, it didn't work out. And he goes, okay. He said, he said, at least it was better than, you know, I'm I'm a dude, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Which always makes me think of the crying game. So, Howard, so yeah, there's Leonard basically saying, well, it, it wasn't my fault. fault after all. So nope. now we can see that Penny does still well, have feelings for now, Leonard. Now the amusing part is Leonard's like, oh, okay, thanks. And he turns to leave. And as soon as he walks out the door, we see him jumping up and down outside the comic book store through the window. Yeah. Very, very excited about it. Yes. Because, so of course, because not only wasn't it not his fault, she's still thinking about him when she's making out with other guys. Yeah, exactly. So there is definitely an, an advantage on that one. So now we're back in the apartment and Howard has fixed the problem, but he's he's keeping it still under wraps because he, he'd bring, you know, NASA and he's just hoping that, yep, it has worked, you know, and they're just sitting there having a meal. And this is when Penny says to Leonard, oh, Leonard, can you pass me the soy sauce? And he goes, oh, sorry, what was that? And she goes, um, but then she goes, oh, did you say, did you say it to me? And she goes, like, well, oh, yeah. I didn't realize you were talking to me. And she's like, well, I said Leonard. And he's like, yes, yes, you did. Yes, you did, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> and so she's as like, the, what? So as they're talking, the meatloaf drops from the ceiling. <laughs> and, and it's flat. The, the what the, the hell is that? And, and he, of course, that Howard goes, meatloaf? Why is it on the ceiling? That's, That's classified. classified. <laughs> <laughs> the next the next part of the episode, and we're getting to the last part of the episode, is that we see the International Space Station and we're getting a radio transmission to Houston saying that they all want to take a spacewalk because basically his toilet has failed and they're out of here. They're yep. all wanting to And, and they're like, can't... Oh, well, we can't authorize that. And they're like, uh, Houston, this is more of an FYI. <laughs> we're out the door because we need to get we need to step out for a few minutes. Well, of course, the irony is there is no fresh air in space and they'd be in spacesuits. Yeah, but at least this the they vacuum won't be getting is... touched by the floating poop. And maybe the vacuum of space might clear it out. Yeah, that's true. M- might be able to suck all the space poop out. <laughs> but if we have really traveled into space, there is a lot of urine and poop floating in space. This is true. This so, is true. and which which makes you think that oh, hopefully it's far enough away that it doesn't go much to earth. Maybe that's where all the little meteors are coming from. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe little poop meteors are finally starting to enter yeah. the atmosphere. Because yeah. as we do know, planes that fly around the they do have space toilet. They do have um blue uh, sp- uh blue, blue ice. toilet bombs. Yeah, that they have to empty the the plane. So maybe that's. Well, maybe the I little... think they do that when they get on the ground. Is when there's a malfunction that it becomes a toilet bomb. Yeah. But maybe they, maybe the uh, media was ah space poop that's coming down. <laughs> so, what did we think of this episode? 
like I said, it's it's not my favorite. It doesn't really do a whole lot for me except make me giggle. Just because of the space boot. <laughs> <laughs> but when you, I mean, I just love the, the the episode where you see him fire the three, two, one, fires it, and the meatloaf goes flying up and he hits the ceiling. <laughs> That's like my favorite part. That is really that cool. And when it comes crashing back onto the table because yeah. you kind of forgot about it. And yeah. Then... <laughs> but just the look of them all, and I love it how when they when it does hit the ceiling and they say uh, when he says not enough meatloaf, I love Sheldon's and not enough breadcrumbs. But yeah, that's right. And, and Sheldon goes, fascinating. Everything's fascinating to to, yeah. to Sheldon. But no, I, I did like this one. It, it, you know, well, I I, I I also find it funny that back at the beginning, um, yeah. Sheldon ma- makes a reference to Stuart calling him the Grinch. Said the Grinch about Christmas. Um, when they were talking about mind blowing and all of that, um, there does appear to be someone working behind the sales counter. And while it's reasonable that Stuart doesn't run the whole shop by himself, this person's never introduced on the show. And in fact, until Stuart reopens the shop after the fire and hires a woman to help out, he's the only worker ever seen in the comic book shop aside from that one moment. Not true. Not true. Oh, that's right. Because we had the other guy that filled in for him. The briefly. young, young, yeah, the young kid. Yeah, that's and right. I remember Leonard went over and said he wanted to return the the expansion packs of the the warlord of Kaa, and he goes, "Well, I don't do returns; they're hard." Well, so he had no idea. Okay, what to okay. Do, well, so. this is the thing: is he was just filling in briefly. He was not a permanent employee. Yeah, yeah. So, only... so, so aside from the girl whose name escapes me at the moment, um, at the end of the show. Yep. Um, Denise. Denise, thank you. Aside from Denise, Stuart's the only actual employee we ever see. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also find it's interesting that at this point they're just saying that Stuart works there, but later on we find out that he actually owns it. Well, the thing is that when we see an episode, I think it's either one or two. Um, remember when when Leonard was trying to get get Penny, so he wanted to sell all his collectibles. He said he was going to go and take him down to Mike at the comic book store. Yeah. So at that stage, obviously, we didn't Mike. Know who Stu- we didn't know Stuart. Yeah. But Stuart also, didn't exist yet. Yeah. So obviously, Mike was the original owner. Not Stuart necessarily. Be- the, the writers just may not have created Stuart's character yeah. yet. But if, but if you if you think of it realistically in the, in the in the lore of the of the show, say Mike was the owner of the comic book store yeah. and he hired uh, he hired he hired um Stuart. Stuart. Then Mike decides I want to sell it. Stuart's got enough money; he ends he up by buy buying it. it. So yeah, yeah, that exactly. makes it a lot more sense. How he be- and I, you know what? I really like Stuart when we first meet him. I like this guy. Yeah. But the whiny, pathetic guy of future episodes, I really don't care for. Yeah, I don't know why the 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 writers decided to go. I down don't that know path why they him. needed to make him so pathetic and Amy so creepy. But then they also did the same with Bernadette. They started her out as sweet and she became a bitch. Yeah. So I, and I don't understand why she, that was wholly unnecessary. Yeah. Um, but that being said, there was a, a brief thing that I wanted to point to is he made that comment about the, him being the Grinch. Yeah. And then at the final scene, when the meatloaf comes flying down again. Yeah. But there's a, a look at Sheldon and he gets this funny little grin on his face oh, that's that right. looks that. just like the Dr. Seuss an animated Grinch. That's right. You said something about that. It looks looked... just like him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do we have any crazy credits to finish we off do, this episode? As a matter of fact, Chuck Lorre Productions number 250. For months, I've woken up to a mysterious intermittent banging sound coming from somewhere in my home. I can't tell you how many mornings I groggily walked around in my pajamas searching for its cause. 
Frustrated by my inability to locate the source of the banging, I falsely accused my ancient refrigerator of being uh, and began seeking a replacement. <clears throat> but then I caught a break. Rising early one morning for reasons urinary, I stumbled across the real source of the strange noise, a small yellow-breasted bird living in the tree next to the kitchen window. Periodically, he would fly to the window, furiously peck at it with his beak, and then quickly retreat to a nearby branch. At first, I assumed that the morning light caused him to see his reflection and being of limited intelligence or filled with self-loathing, attack it. But once again, my initial instinct <laughs> proved wrong. After a long conversation with the bird, I learned that he was banging on the window because he had it in for my refrigerator. I have since apologized to the fridge, but it has been, not surprisingly, cruel towards me. Sorry, that really, <laughs> sorry, that really wasn't worth the journey. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that one wasn't too bad. That's not too bad. So now this week's question for everyone that doesn't have Spotify and doesn't see the... the And wants to email us. Wants to email us is, have you ever made meatloaf and would you like to share the recipe with us? Yeah, I'll make your meatloaf and tell people how it was. Yeah, and we'll name it after you. We'll, yes. we'll name And we'll, yes, we'll we put it up on, on, uh, on our platform here. That this is, and if you want to share it with everyone, I will put up the recipe verbatim to and make sure that credit for it. and make sure everyone knows. So, so this week's a, a, a question: Have you ever made meatloaf, and would you like to share the recipe? Now, once again, um, this podcast lives and dies of people's word of mouth. So, if you are, would be so kind, so if you're enjoying the podcast, share it with your oh, friends. They, and they, ask them to listen yeah. to. People love us. People love coming <laughs> to see us. And love listening to our banter backwards and forwards, even though sometimes I do trip over my own mouth because I don't have enough coffee. But I do, but I am we are very humbled and very grateful that you guys keep coming back week after week and that you guys like what we're doing with the Big Bang Theory. And we will just could we'll just continue to the very last episode twelve, season oh. twelve episode, whatever it is. So uh if they want to email us, where do they find us? Perpetual Motion Squad 00, that is the number 00 at gmail.com. Perpetual Motion Squad 00 at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And yeah, so you can email us directly there. And as I said, the question will be up on Spotify. So if you want to uh, message or well, let us know, you know, have you ever done it? And would you like to share the recipe? That would be awesome. And so that is season two, episode 22, the classified materials turbulence. Next, I like this one. Yeah. This Next week, we're going to be talking about season two, episode 23, the monopolar expedition. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. We know this one. I yes, mean, Kat do. and I definitely know every episode. We only have yeah. to say it. We know exactly which one it is, but. Oh, he gets mad at me because, you know, uh. we'll, we'll start to watch it and I'll be like, oh, it's this one. And he's like, stop doing that. Well, oh, and this week we had one Chinese takeaway, one Caltech lunch, and one snacks at home. If in case anybody's following along. Oh, and we forgot last week's. What did we have last week? Uh, I was just going to ignore that and pretend it didn't pretend it didn't happen. But no, we need uh, one Chinese takeaway, one Indian takeaway, and one other restaurant being the casino. Beautiful. See, we we keep everyone up to date with what's going on. So. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so next time the monopolar expedition yep. and in the meantime we'll see you next week and we'll catch up with you at the cheesecake factory bye everyone Music and mythology, and astrology, all started with the big